When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Dale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Oh, God, here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 uh, 6.30 on the dot. And I, like most of you, all weekend long, uh, stayed glued to the information that was coming in and was fooled several times by pictures of Barry Wood's penis. I yes, had thank seven, you for that, I, I sent way. you guys a couple myself. <laughs> Did you see the one about the dog with the huge wiener? No. Did you play the video I sent you there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my Lord. There's uh, one circulating that's uh, Russian news, and then you click on it, and it's this like little... Pekingese dog that has the biggest penis I've ever seen. Man, woman, child, it didn't matter what was. I've never seen a bigger wiener ever. And I'm dying laughing at that. I clicked on probably eight news stories. I am in a group of, uh, well, I'm not, it's not a group of people together. There's uh, two cop friends of mine, uh, Jesus up there at Larry H. Miller Chrysler uh, in Surprise. He's in on, he does one. I have uh, my friend Mark, a couple other guys that I'm friends with, probably seven different groups of people, and we fire off Barry Woods when we find him. This weekend was amidst all the, the, the terrible newest news. updates. Oh, the, you know, nukes, <laughs> nuclear tensions rise. Uh, here's the in picture of Putin, and it says he amps up that, and you click on it, and it's Barry. And then the one where he was singing, I don't know if I sent you that. It was wow. hilarious. There's just so many Barry Woods, and he just makes the day better. Big. And Black History Month on top of it, I felt like I was actually doing something about race relations by enjoying Barry Wood rather than sitting there tied to the to the constant news of uh, what's going on in Ukraine and, and that stuff. But I, I must have seen that guy's crank about 35 times this weekend and laughed every time and then fired it off to everybody that I know. Yeah. And uh, the candy dispenser was my favorite one. 
where yeah. you reach and you get a Milky Way where his penis is and a Snickers slides right yeah, out behind that's it. Yeah, like, solid. Oh, you get one of those? I gotta, I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm working on that. I've got the light switch. I've got the key rack. I've got the, the coat wine, hanger. The wine rack. Too, I have the you? wine rack yep. where I got that as a gift for someone too, and that's on their house. So the end of the wine goes through as his penis is. It's a silhouette of him. I've got the bobbleheads. I've got all the, all the Barry Wood stuff. And uh, one-of-a-kind artwork from J. Todd Himes that I commissioned him to paint in the H&H Ranch as well. So I'm very excited about more Barry Wood, making me feel less scared of the future, uh, you know, with all that's going on in the news. And then I'd forgotten, as I did kind of find real news, that Vitaly Klitschko is the mayor of Kiev. I totally forgot that he ran for mayor back in 2014, and he's been, he's been an integral figure in... The well, they haven't politics. even mentioned it. Yeah, they mentioned. don't really talk about yeah. it. Like the mayor of Kiev is uh, former heavyweight champ uh, Vitaly Klitschko. And his brother and him were on TV in helmets, and they said, come get us. We're staying. Uh, they're probably not going to live, but they're standing in the middle of the city just going, we're fighting. For so they're not saying, that. don't worry about the come get us, just get us some ammo? Like the uh, Well, basically, the yeah. Oh, that was, what a great line that guy had. Was that the best, like, it was Air Force One quality? Yeah. When America, and that was kind of a wimp move on our part, going, hey, we can get you out of there. You want to, we'll send in a plane, we'll get the, the president of Ukraine out. And he goes, I don't want to ride. I need some ammunition. It's like, oh, send man. The ammo. When did you turn into Harrison Ford? That's the best line I've ever heard a president utter. Start building the statue, whether they win or lose now, of this former comedian turned president of Ukraine saying great stuff like that. Awesome. We don't have actors that cool. We don't have anybody that Plus, good. he knows the minute he moves out of that, wherever spot he's at, the bunker. Oh, he's not even in a bunker. No. you see the, the... Well, wherever he's hiding. The, he's not hiding. The video we shot the other day, he was standing in the street in front of the presidential palace, and he goes, I'm right here. Wow. I'm right here. You guys say I'm hiding? And he turns and he points to, like, what would be the White House, and he goes, I'm standing right here. What do you want? And he's like, I'm not going in. He's got a set of balls. And the, week, and the, the video before... He's standing in a street with evidently a, a landmark behind him. He's got great green screens. Great green screens, because I was fooled completely <laughs> by him. But he's standing there, and four guys are behind him, and he goes, we're not going anywhere. We're not moving. And I'm like, man, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. <laughs> and the good thing is he's an actor. So when the movie comes and he moves out here, if, the, if he doesn't get his head got chopped a couple off, of parts. he is going to play himself in the movie. <laughs> Last night at the SAG Awards, our actors... Idiots. All accepted their speeches by saying, we need to stand with Ukraine. Well, you knew that was going to happen. He's a fellow actor. I know. But they're making it because he's an actor. That, that, oh. that's a, like Brian, Even Brian Cox, who, like, we are, my mind is with Ukraine right now. We have an actor there. Michael Keaton said it. We have an actor over there. We have to remind ourselves. He's one to of us. You know, if he wasn't one of you, would you care? Evidently, that was a big deal for them to say that he was an actor. But this dude's a badass. I mean, that's some... I have a working theory here that seems to make sense to me. And I don't know if I told you guys this Friday. I think Vladimir is dying. I think Putin has been diagnosed with something that's given him a deadline. And so the more... I was reading about uh, Russian leaders, like little bits and pieces. And, you know, there's Ivan the Terrible, Catherine the Great, you know, have... uh, the destroyer, I think it was Vlad the destroyer. I don't know, but they've got these these ones, and and it's, evidently Putin has always wanted to be Vlad the something or other. And one of the like people around him who have kind of know that. have walked away has have said his legacy is 
disappointing to him. He's not the Russian super savior that he wanted to be. Even though he's been there forever. But he did that himself. Yeah. So when he took over, it was a regular presidency. Uh, Boris Yeltsin, then him for eight years, and they had term limits like the United States. He put that Medvedev guy in and said, I'll be the supreme chancellor of this whole thing, and you can be the president, but I'm here. And everybody knew it was kind of like it's Putin's not giving up power. He's reconfigured re, uh, the way this thing works. And then a few years later, he's like, now I've got the paperwork in. I can stay as long as I want. I'm back in. And that was 20 years ago. So now he's done that. But people in the know, evidently, and who knows what I'm reading might be fake, were saying that it's bothered him his entire existence that he hasn't been this figure for Russian people to go, thank you for everything. You saved us because we were kind of lost for a little while after Yeltsin was gone. And what are we? Yeah. Are we the Soviet Union? Are we a de- democracy? Are we a democracy with socialism? What are we, communist? Also, are- he's from a... Um, you know, KGB background. Huge KGB background. And that was real important to him to be the guy that came in and everybody in Russia just falls at their feet. He wanted all the statues of other guys and him. Like, you know, he wanted the he wanted the Russian legacy and he hasn't gotten it. So I'm, the more I read, the more I started thinking. I think somebody's told he's 69 years old. Somebody's told him you don't have long. You fast track whatever it is you need to do. And his ego is screaming. He's out. got like a, a Rasputin in his yeah, ear, kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of a yeah. He's got a a, a thing where it's you got to hurry up and get this over with and, and start being the guy who rebuilt the Soviet Union. And you got like two years Never to get this done because I mean this seems kind of hasty, doesn't it? It's like sure. all right. I mean, it's always been a thing he's talked about, but then to just go in and do it the way they're doing it didn't seem. Even the Russian soldiers are asking on TikTok and I YouTube. Can't how many protests? The, the Russian soldiers are saying. What are people saying? That yeah. one guy that stopped me is, what are people saying? He's like, nobody wants you here. You, you need to turn around and go back. And he's like, I don't know what, like, they don't know where they are. And so, uh, and then you read about Putin over the last two years with COVID. Have you seen the protocols to be in a room with him? No. They silkwood your ass. Like, you get hosed off with chemicals. With rooms. Like, and- oh, it is. Like, you're in a room and you get hosed off and then you can't be within 40 feet of him. That table he always sits at. Weird. Is designed to not be close to him. Yeah. And so he's scared to death of COVID, horrified by it. So something's not right, and it feels to me like he's got this delusion. Well, that definitely sounds like he's, uh, you know, his immune system may, might be compromised well, or whatever. It. But he's yeah. delusional at this point to think, uh, I'm the most important person on the planet, and I'm going to prove it. Like, he wants that. So he wants the Vlad the Conqueror title. And to, the more I read, the more I'm looking into this, the more I'm like, wow, it seems like there's something that something recent has occurred to make him go. I got to do this now. Whoops! I got to do this right now. Well, with these uh, weird. the sanctions that are happening around, and you sure. have that much everyone pulling in you, on them. But you they, think a rational mind who's not worried about the end expiration would sit and say, "Okay, this is going to hurt us." Like he's not. There's no. He doesn't care about timelines. Which somebody with with no timeline would do. If somebody with a, with an expiration already is like, what are you going to do in, in yeah. two years? In two years, you're going to break the economy. Won't be here. So, and I, that's kind of what it seems like. The, the more I'm looking into, the more it's feel. That's just my working theory of why this is happening the way it's happening, and why he's so hell bent on. I don't care. You make a move, I'll throw a nuke at you. Yeah. Watch this. It, it's it's more. It's less posturing and more just like the the lashings out of uh, an injured fighter. Like, he doesn't have much time left. He knows it. So he's just going to throw a few huge haymakers and then get caught and drop, and he doesn't care. But this is, it's a weird That's thing. Scary. It is scary. It really is yeah. because you start looking at that, and the most dangerous fighter is one that knows he's about to go out. Yeah. 
And so if you, if you read a little bit about him from the people who were with him and are no longer, so they are definitely throwing some, some you know, propaganda in that as well. But and still. whether or not the people that are with him say, all right, you know, there's a crazy factor here. Could be. And how far do they go? But he's killed people who've questioned him before. So I know. They might be scared to death. They get a gun to their head not to do the right thing. It's weird. Like, this is the most... We, we haven't had, like, uh, uh, in our lifetime, a Hitler-esque type... I mean, it's Europe. We haven't ever had that. So everybody's kind of diving into this nonsense, and it's gotten, it's gotten strange. But that one makes the most sense to me. If you look at him like, oh, okay, he hasn't gotten his, his, his due that he expects, and now why not go grab it? Go, let's try to do this. Because he's not stopping at Ukraine. If he gets Ukraine... None of the people there want this, so he's just going to keep walking, get up into the other countries that kind of bailed out of the Soviet Union. And, you know, Town at a time. Well, you know, yeah, one small place at a time. Just gonna, he just can't hit the NATO countries first until he shows that he's willing to start throwing the big hits. It's scary. And it would be symbolic. It would be like London or Berlin or something. It's scary. That is the most, like, oddly concerned I've ever been about a guy losing his cork with that much power. Mm-hmm. You know? You see all the terrorists, and it's like, what will they come up with next? You know, they got to steal something to make – this guy doesn't have to steal anything. He's got his finger on the button. He's, he's the one in control of all of it. You just kind of hope that the Russian military is like, what are we doing eventually? And somebody does the right thing and takes him out. We'll see. But it is, a, uh, it is most certainly the strangest time I've ever encountered. And two years of COVID, and then we got this. God damn it, give me a break. Give me one summer. We're supposed to have live music and all this stuff. The Foo Fighters were just here. We got Ghost and Volbeat on. We're supposed to be kind of coming back and enjoying Two ourselves. Weeks away from getting rid of more masks. <laughs> right. Yeah, no more masks. We're all yeah. kind of like celebrating that. And then the second we have a, a moment to breathe and say, oh my God, uh, we're getting normal again. It's like, oh yeah, we're also on a heavy nuclear. By the way. Yeah, this, this, whether you want to admit it's bothering you or not, there's that. Little tap on the shoulder every once in a while going, eh, lunatic over there on the other side of the world with capability of launching, says he's willing to. So just keep that in mind while you're driving around. It's, it's just – it's such a strange thing. So it's uplifting. And poor Izzy starts her show. And, you know, next thing you know, it's going to get nuked. Which it was well, going to get nuked anyway. Yeah, yeah it was going <laughs> to yeah. get nuked. Right? It's KDKB morning show. It's going to get nuked no matter what. Haven't met her yet. Did you meet her? No, I haven't met her. I think no. they, they wouldn't let me sign her welcome card. I had to sneak on to that thing. They were putting a, a greeting card together downstairs, and I was there. And they're like, uh, you can't touch this. And I'm like, why? It's somebody's birthday? And like, don't. Just le- don't give it to him. And I'm like, what did I do? Like, don't you dare. And I'm like, well, it's a, it's a hello. It's a welcome to Phoenix card for Izzy. And I'm like, my grandma? And they're like, no, no, no. The Izzy, the toast and the thing. I'm like, oh, I thought you brought my grandma back to life, Isabel. And so I grabbed the card, and I'm like, I'm signing it. And they're like, oh, and everybody's worried I was going to write, F you. I'm not. I'm a human yeah. being. I wrote nice. Then I wrote, enjoy the next 18 months of your life. You're a They'll, reasonable man. You're going to have a wonderful year and a half. I wonder if Mo's just sitting there going, just rooting against her, like, I'm the longest running morning show here at KDKB. <laughs> Deep down, Mo has to just, ah, another one's coming through. We'll see, it. we'll see it in a few months. Maybe she'll update her every month. I was still there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Who's got who the board? Last She's got the calendar with yeah. the X's on it. Xing days <laughs> off to win. Uh, we'll see, though. Izzy's down there now. She'll get like Putin towards the end if she's getting oh, close yeah. to it. Yeah, she realizes she's got a nuker. The, the clock is expiring. Uh, and then I saw this beautiful story. You know, all the all the terrible crap that we were getting bombarded with. 
Oh, and then Channel 3 News. Got to say this. Awesome work, ladies. Kylie and Monica this weekend. And then they sent out Jessica Parsons to uh, this awesome event called, um, it was in Mesa. It was for, um, it was Saturday morning. Uh, it was a sports uh, event, uh, like a camp for kids whose parents have been incarcerated, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> so at the, end yeah. of the, at the end of this thing, they show all these, these kids with parents in jail, and they're all playing basketball, which I thought was racist, but whatever. That was my thing. What, they were, what I was seeing was a racist event, but that's what, here nor there. That was just my brain working. And they bring over this guy, and I didn't get his name, and I, I, with my stomach hurt so bad. He's like, she's like, and now we've got, uh, for these kids to enjoy, uh, a national slam dunk champion. He says, as he, he dunks for a living. This is what he does. And he, he comes over and he goes, ah, and he does this big show. It was almost like something straight out of like Reno 911. He's like, how you doing? How's it going? He's throwing this big show on. And they're like, you are a dunk champion. He's like, yep, I'm a dunk champion. I've done this. I've done that. I'm a, the guy's like maybe 6'1". And I'm like, all right, let's, let's watch. All right, could you just give us a little bit of what you do? Yeah. And he dribbles it a couple times and he runs towards the basket and he stops. And he goes, this, the floor is wet. My shoe got wet. Hold on. My shoe got wet. And, he's, and he, so he starts over, and it's like, your shoe's wet. It's indoors. And so he goes again, and just a general basic, like what you and I would try to do on a nine-foot rim to see if we can dunk. Yeah. He jumps up, just slams it off the backboard. It goes screaming off, misses the dunk like by a ton. Didn't on live TV. On live TV. <laughs> and he goes, oh, my shoe's wet. My shoe's wet. And she goes, okay. He's come, come on. He's got a dunk champion. And he goes up, just barely dunks it. <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. And I'm like, ah, they throw from that. And they're like, okay, wow, what a great event out there for those kids who are really at a less fortunate time uh, in their lives. Their parents are put in jail and all that. Um, all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Um, the kid's dad who's in jail. No, Give they, me they, that ball! But then they're like, um, uh, all right, we'll check weather and we'll see about um, we'll see about Ukraine. Ukraine coming up. And I'm like, oh my God, that's how you left. But they were all confused by the dunk guy taking up all the time. And then they come back to like try to explain to me what swift banking is. And I'm like, stop it, ladies. Just <laughs> stop it. Just get send, back to Ukraine. Yeah, let's get back to the Ukraine. Um, weather and then, and then the Ukraine. And then uh, more um, kids who've deadbeat parents in jail dunks. Oh, I was dying. That would, I laughed for 20 minutes. The dude missed every dunk. But then I saw this story, and I thought, well, this is nice. And it got me to thinking. Uh, a lady was in her house in Virginia, and she's uh, cleaning out the attic. And while she, it's an older house. And while she cleans out the attic, she notices there's like a little trap door in her attic she'd never seen before. And she said, I'm a child of the 80s. I'm a Goonies fan. I'm thinking – Buried treasure. Like, this is going to be amazing. One-eyed Willie's map. Yeah, exactly. He's in there. And so she kind of jimmies the door open. She goes, I realized it was a door. I had never had a key for anything like this. And it latched up at the top. And I'm like, this is amazing. She said, there could have been gold. And anyway, my mind was racing. Uh, the hidden treasure turned out to be two big boxes of love letters written by a man named Vance addressed to a woman named Betty Sue McGee. Uh, otherwise known, as we all would say, as... T- McGee. Uh, Vance, who was in the Navy in the 50s, wrote uh, of his love for her, and she saved them. And his love letter said things like, when we're not together, 
I know just the right words that I would use in telling you everything. But when we're together, all I can think of is I love you. Vance. Those kind of things. And I'm like, that is extraordinary writing. Those are those love letters I get. Because I remember the time my love letters got stolen from my Jeep. And I fear the day that someone someone tries to find those and then return them to me or the girl they were to because we, uh, that was when both of us had discovered the word box as a euphemism for a uh, vagina. All right. And we made it kind of a fun thing. I wrote a love letter to her box. (laughs) (laughs) And it was stolen. Do you remember any of it oh, by God, chance? No. He ate it with a fox. Look, this was a full we had we had we had broken up and I was devastated. And I took a whole five uh one of those five subject notebooks and just filled it with terrible poetry and like uh prose about her vagina. Like it's all it was like you and your beautiful box and like oh, like the the love letter part would be it is so bad i was probably 21 22 just it's terrible one after another i remember the day i went out to my making driveway. some good flow good chatter at roma's <laughs> i walked running out up that sears card my jeep was gone i'm <laughs> oh. staring in my driveway and all i cared about at the time was <gasps> the notebook <laughs> and somebody's got those letters and they were embarrassing because you know Everything was everything about the love was like your when hearts I, on the line. I smell your hair. I think of nothing more than wanting to caress that box. I mean, everything was all about <laughs> the box. I mean, it's a full 150 pages but of box. Serious. Work. Oh, dead. Ser- like tears. There were teardrops. I remember one of the things I was writing. I did intentionally let a tear fall onto the page because you know paper and water will make that little mark for yeah. like water well, stain, right? So there were tears on the pages. Some dude stole my Jeep, <laughs> took it down to the park, flattened the tires, stole all the stereo stuff out of it, cut the top in half for some reason, and then just left it down there. And all I cared about, like the stereo, gone. The speaker's gone. The wires are just hanging there. The subwoofer's gone. All of it. And I'm just like, <gasps> the notebook. Where's the notebook? Was gone. It there? Priorities. Oh! They got it. They got it. It's out there somewhere. He forwarded on to his lady. Maybe. <laughs> he just changed oh the name. Oh, my God. I think we stole from Keats. Like, that guy would know who Keats is. But maybe he thought, yeah. Lord Byron. This guy's a wordsmith. He must be British. These were the worst tributes to this girl's vagina ever written. Ever. She never saw them. So they were lost love letters. And every time I read these stories about Vance and, you know, his girl, his lady friend, McGee, and these beautiful stories from the 50s. Sweet tease, McGee. All I think about is that someday I'm going to be in a nursing home, rocking my sins, and Mr. Holmberg, get out of here! Because that's what I'll say anytime somebody comes into my room. <laughs> Mr. Holmberg, get out! Someone has something they want to give you. I don't care to meet them. And they come in with that tattered maroon five-subject folder, that spiral notebook, and say, we found this. And I have my name all over it. And we wanted you to have it back. I'm like, what in the world is this? Your box smells of bourbon and sugar. What in the world was I thinking? <laughs> Whose is this? Give it's me a you. Match. Did you? Oh, God, there's tears. On, yeah. <laughs> who, who, who have you shown this to? I need them killed. 
It's a notebook and an Alpine stereo. Right. Well, maybe they'd, I'd be excited about that. It's like, oh my god, a cool 1990 subwoofer. That's neat. <laughs> Alpine pull-out I get, stereo. I get, I get my sub and my amp was under the seat. They took that. Everything was gone. Yeah, the pull-out. It was a pull-out too. And not only did they just take the pull-out, they took the guts. Oh, yeah, you all. couldn't do anything without that. Nope, yeah. they took it all, man. They took every. Yeah, couldn't get a new one to jam in yeah. there. They took the guts. They Pull took that stereos. whole thing. We're carrying those stereos around like lunchboxes. High school, with me. Them. Yeah, <laughs> I was that idiot. Like, it's the coolest thing ever. It's got a little handle and just rip it out. Play CDs if you don't hit any bumps or drive more than seven miles an hour. <laughs> but that damn notebook's out there somewhere, and I hope it's in a landfill or whatever. Or some thief just had. Somebody had the, the a whole weekend of reading my garbage and laughing. I'm guessing at the Lost Dutchman Motel on Main Street because they're thieves, so that's oh, probably where tweaker, they live. Yeah. yeah, but they had to laugh. It'd be for great days. to see if it was published oh, somewhere, another country, I, uh, written in big <laughs> block letters. Your beautiful box. That's what the one story was titled. I wrote about love and pain and. But it was almost all just went right back to our pet name for the box. Nice. Gently caressing your box. I dream of the day that I, <laughs> I again. I miss it. Good to be in you. Like those moments. Like just so sad and pathetic. And it was nothing about what like Vance wrote to McGee, which was the beauty of love and glory. Oh, I, I'm venturing to guess, Brady, it's 400 pages. Wow. Uh, to uh, this young lady named Jackie. Oh, it's the full folder. It was, it was packed. An inch thick? Full. Oh, Man. it's the big giant. You can write what 400 time pages period? on the box. Oh, I could. I'm I, impressed. I, look, I needed a new folder. It I was had. a box journal or did you do it all in like in a week or two? Oh, this was. Uh, see, the car was stolen in January, late January. We broke up in November. So it was about six weeks worth of writing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And I filled the whole thing. And experience oh, stuff over it, here. Look at I, this. I, I, she was my muse. Well, her box was. Her box was my muse. I could I could wax nostalgic about that thing for oh, days. Oh, if there were sketchings, that would have been just... There were some drawings. There were. But not of the box. Oh, not of the box. Oh, I will okay. say it was not... There okay. were not... I wasn't that Damn creepy. It. I wasn't that creepy artistic kid that drew vaginas. I would draw like... Like I would, I, there was a few like joke things in there that used to make her laugh. That I would draw pictures of like this, like ah, that was a funny thing. Or and this eventually was going to be given to her. No, I don't know what you... I was doing. I, maybe I don't know. It was just a constant like just stream of of thoughts. There was just uh, constant writing. Vincent just wrote. Oh, can't pathetic. wait till the next Antiques Roadshow when yeah. somebody shows up with the Holmberg notebook. <laughs> He's got that. <laughs> oh, oh, geez, Louis Sebastian. Just says, uh, you ever think that maybe uh, uh, your ex had her new man steal it? No. Could have been, though. Why would he come by and wreck my Jeep and steal my love letter? He's got something. He's pretty right about your box. <laughs> oh, there was uh, the, a whole poem about fingers. There was... Uh, it, it was Remember all... It was just it? Dirt. Oh, I, not, nothing come like... Oh, it was just me streaming, just writing, like, you know... You want to go back? I there, do remember. Right? You some don't want to go back there. I do we want him to though. <laughs> I do. I do remember. We had a thing where, like, jokingly would say, "It's time to wash the box," and that was my job, like a cat bath. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so there was there. Was, shut up, Brett. There was references to shut up, Brett. It's not funny. It's pain. It's pain inside. Oh, 
<laughs> but wash the box was our cute code word for the cat bath. I was going to give that thing. And it was also code to go wash, yeah. wash your box. <laughs> you know, like, you never know. No, I really yeah, need. I need to, you need to get a wash box. And I would leave washcloths on my uh, bathroom sink, like fold it up because as hints she could go in there and scrub it up and then come back to just in case. You know, in case she's been. Yeah. I know. I look. It's not. It's not funny. It's my life. You bastards. Go wash your mouth. We've all stuff like that. Did you ever KFC write? wipes. No, yeah. I never oh, yeah. Wrote. yeah, no, no. Oh, <laughs> Brady. Brady, don't bring your no. sex life into this. Because now I remember that smell. Nobody. No. Stop. Nobody but Brady would think of KFC wipes to be used in a sexual manner. Well, you but, did work at Tony Roma's. Yeah, you know, you yeah but I still wipes. knew the difference yeah, between wet. You had them porn out. We didn't call them rib wipes. We called them wet naps because that's what Box they were. Wipes. No, no. Then you got something. Fragrant box wipes. It smells like the kernel. Got eleven herbs in the The secret recipe. I just think about onion loaf with the nothing better than the smell of that box full of chicken. (laughs) Still love the drive home from the KFC. You can smell your box. Original recipe. Brady's written total love letters to the bucket. I write to the box. He writes to the bucket. Oh, dearest bucket. Your red and white stripes saved me reeling. Yeah. But yeah, we do like wash the box because of the. So I wrote a whole, I don't remember word for word, but I remember I wrote a whole page about wash the box. And it was lyrical. Like I'd write songs. Oh, oh, they're out there. They're out there somewhere. Some jackass stole it. And and somebody uh, find it. Early 1996 is when it would be January or February 1996. All got swiped. Like, yeah. My life is in those pages. <laughs> and some tweakers read it and laughed for days. Hopefully, they rolled a bunch of joints with the with my, my stuff and burned it, and it is no more. I can't imagine somebody still has it. But it might be in somebody's attic as a goof, like hidden contraband. And my signature's all over it. My name's written everywhere. It's somewhere. Pages of practicing uh, your signature? No, 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 okay. no. I would just write my name and her name. Oh, it was pathetic. Forever. I was 23, actually. When I think about it, I was old. I was way too old for Wow, this. yeah, that is old Actually, for, Yeah, I was 23 romance. years old for that. Oh, it was a mess. Broke up with me in November, and by January, it was just, it was a catastrophe. All I did was Broke run. up in November. When was the first drive-by? Oh, the, the, the next do? day. Next day. Oh, I was <laughs> driving by all the time. Yeah. Nothing like threatening, but I was just driving by. It was pathetic. You didn't have the boom box and the raincoat. No, I never thought about it. I'm sure I thought. I, I guarantee you, Peter Gabriel was in the car with me on many occasions. I just didn't know what to do. No clue. Occasionally call her up, see what she's doing. She just dismissed me. And then she came running back later. And it was, just, it was like too late. That was way too late. It was like, you had your chance. You never read my love letters because they got stolen, but... And then I rewrote new uh, things to her on why we couldn't be together. It was called The Sloppy Box. <laughs> You've evidently been using this while we've been apart. Nothing can clean it. Yeah. yeah. Let's take that box to the car wash, <laughs> shall we? Oh, you son of a bitch. No. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was definitely a few nights before the stereo got stolen. So probably around Christmas time that it was. No. It all day. It's a great song. Come on.
Come on, Peter. Are you in there? Wash your box. <laughs> I get so lost. Go home. Sometimes. Get out of my yard. <laughs> Go home. The police are coming. And this emptiness of your box. <laughs> I want you to wash your box. I got fresh washcloths. Yeah. I've washcloths in my car. My new fat friend says we'll go to KFC for some more. What? He says it works. Uh, yeah, it was terrifying. Terrifying. That was my prom theme, too. That was a great, that was a great, great song. Yeah, it was a disaster. But uh, those love letters, I, I, every time I see something like lost love letter, like the notebook was like lost love letters. Start sweating. Oh, boy. <laughs> Is this a movie? Did they find them? I, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, beautiful stories, lost love letters, search for the original owner. I'm like, nobody's going to read these and see beauty or, or well-written anything. It was the rants of a community college moron who had no idea what he was doing with his life. The only thing I wanted was that box back. <laughs> oh, and there was a page of me tracing my stuff. There was that. So I traced out my... Actual size, my actual yeah, and then I like, put like and measured it. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember this? It's like the drawing of the like a chalk outline of my dead dick. It was like the worst thing you could give someone. Someone's got it. <laughs> Donald Jones. Uh, that took I up can two see pages. Brady writing an ode to the three piece box. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the biscuit, the gravy, the taters, the slaw, two legs and a wing. It is the box for me. It's time for me to clean this box. <laughs> the KFC wipes. The only one in the room that thought that's for cleaning sexually. We've had some KFC. It's time to do the right thing. Here's your wipes. I'll meet you in the bathroom. I've warmed them for you. Will you wear this white suit with a little tiny white goatee? You're dressing me as the colonel, aren't you? No, 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 no. I just, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's pathetic. So, pathetic. No, I'm thinking about it now. But yeah, every time the Kylie Cruz comes on the news, a beautiful story out of Virginia's lost love letters. <clears throat> Not mine, right? Oh, no. As we search for the owner. No, 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 no. His name's everywhere, and they just, oh, God. She makes it her message in a bottle quest. Somebody, one of these days, it'll be, it'll be a nursing home. Someone will have talked me out of killing myself in my 60s. Brady. Life's worth living. I'm like, eh. It's taken forever, I think. And then uh, they're going to bring me those goddamn love letters. If you do it, here's some wi- wet wipes before yeah. you go. <laughs> Worse still, it would be her, like, sloppily giving me love letters. And I found them. She's 65. The last thing you want to do is sex with some girl in her 60s. Blech. I don't need that, but what are you going to do? So love letters, if you've got them, burn them. Burn them. Never email them. Never, you know, burn them. <laughs> All of them. One of my peeps hit up, Anthony Milani, Ayo. wants to know, how much would you pay to get that book back home, Bert? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see the book first, Tony. You got the book? Let Could me see it. I can get it by 2 p.m. Some guy's writing <laughs> fake love letters to a vagina right now called The Box, trying to pass them off as my work. I'll know. <laughs> oh, I I wrote it in cursive, like I have nice handwriting, and I would just I was beautifully 
cursive writing, and then it would just you know devolve into this madman rant. And she's the one who wrote me a letter a few years later that was even worse because it included the that um, everything I do, I do it for you. Remember we talked about that one where she wrote, like right in the middle of her letter, all the lyrics from that Brian Adams song came. Yeah, which lost you. Well, completely lost yeah. me because she's like, I, the biggest mistake I ever made in my life was not letting you continue to work my box. I mean, we talked in a very <laughs> similar language. But then uh, right in the middle of it, it's the lyrics to... Left everything. Like, Nothing yeah. personal. It was crazy. Like, it was like 20 pages. In the, and then, as I'm reading it, this is in my head. What's going on? Why am I... These aren't her words. It sounds so familiar. Such a look into my this is it. Look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. And, you, and I'm reading it at first. I'm like, this is beautiful. What you meant to me. Wait, wait a minute. I know this. <laughs> I think these are words to a song. She's not. Had them on the first yeah. two lines. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. oh, right off the bat, I'm like, yeah. I'm in. Like, this mean. I mean something to her. And the more you read Wait it, and then you realize that there's a like parts that are written twice. I'm like, that's a chorus. Like she, hey, this is that Brian Adams song. Don't tell me it's not. So I gave her one more ride and realized the box wasn't what I remembered, and then we stopped talking. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's it. Hilarious. You know it's true. Was this out of a movie? Everything yeah, the Robin Hood. Oh, that's right, that awful Robin. Oh. I do it for you. Anyway, so that happened. So if you happen to find my notebook, I will pay a pretty penny for you to not make that public. Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I, I don't think know I saw but... Anthony this weekend. I was downtown twice, Saturday and Sunday. Restock the H and H ranch with alcohol on Saturday. Clean the place up. It's the best thing. Like Megan goes with me down there, and I'm putting alcohol in the fridge because that's all that's in the fridge down there at that flop house. And I'm in, and I turn around, and she's mopping. Like, I'm gonna bring you down here more often. This is amazing. Like you never used this place, and now you're mopping. Well, it's just filthy. You guys are gross. I'm cleaning, and I'm like, all right, this is great. You didn't sit up. down on the couch and do your vacuum line. <laughs> me? Why don't you get over here? Oh no, I didn't. That's a great line, though. You're right. It doesn't work on her. <laughs> What's the line? Well, I, I, I pointed out that my gay neighbors would go for uh, Being gay is better, and this is how I know. One time Megan was vacuuming the house, and I said, why don't you turn that off and come on over here and get on this deep? <laughs> and she just goes, ah, and rolls her eyes and keeps vacuuming. Like, for me, anything to get out of vacuuming. So I said, you know, if Troy and Michael next door... If, if one of them was vacuuming, Michael said, why don't you get over here and hop on this D? That vacuum's off, and there's some D hopping going on. <laughs> Called De- DeAndre Hopkins, the D hop. <laughs> and, and there's no way that, but women all, oh, God, eye roll. Ugh. Why don't you put that vacuum away and get over here and ride this D? You're an idiot. If, I was, <laughs> if we were a gay couple, my D would be ridden. Like Will Rogers and Trigger. It would have been some riding. Look like the Kentucky Derby over here. But nope, doesn't do it. So I, did, I don't do that line anymore. Although, Life from a Hat took a turn. So oh. Doing this Life from a Hat thing. And first night was dessert night. I told that story. Second was game night. I destroyed her. Uh, we played Sorry, the board game. And we were going to do some games in the other room. And she was just so, uh, she was just so naked. And, you know, done, first, yeah. done by the end. But the bad news is prior to playing, she told me, she goes, I have to tell you, dinner didn't agree with me. And I'm like, what? And she goes, so we can play, and we'll make it, I'll make it up to you on another game night. But tonight's just for – so basically what it was was we were playing for an old-fashioned, 
Like if I won, I get an old fashioned, or she has to do game night and lingerie. So we adjusted the rules. So like the next game night has to actually be. But this was uh, the fun was off the table. So we were just playing games for game night, and we had a good time. So we draw back into life from a hat last night. I'm like nothing to do. We need a new thing for life from a hat. So we go in to the idea box. Guess which one I draw. It's like none of them have been like like they're all effort on my end. It says take Megan shopping. Yes, that's that's our that's Ooh. our activity. I'm like, all right. Then we're shopping for what I'm buying. I know where you're going. Oh, I know where I'm going too. We're going to Castle Boutique. So when's the shopping spree taking place? Nice. We're going shopping. So she got uh, options. She laughed. Like that's silly. And I'm like, your your ideas are all self serving. Like take Megan shopping, get me dessert. So far, no good. Mine was like fun game night and all this. Yours are, I see what you're doing. But now, I drew it. Take Megan shopping. Guess what? We go where John wants to go. And it's going to be ugly. We're, we're going to do some. I'm going to buy some stuff. There's going to be a dong that doesn't fit in the car. We're going to have to tie a orange uh, rope to the end of it so cars behind us don't hit us. That things will be hanging so far to the back of my Jeep. Trust me. Yeah, we go shopping. I'll take you shopping. Take Megan shopping. One of her ideas for us to have a fun night together is take Megan shopping. None of the ideas I wrote down said the word John on it. Not one. Because otherwise I'd just written blow John. That would have been it. That would have been fun night. But no, we'll go shopping. And she's going to come back to the house dressed like a whore with an 18-inch black dildo in her hand. <laughs> trying to figure out what to do next. And what I fear is that thing's going to get used on me. Your neighbors will be like, hey. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's a great gift. <laughs> okay, we'll use that. Take me shopping, he will. Like, Uh-oh. Oh, we're going shopping, all right. You going to put in a new suggestion in the hat? Write poetry to each other? Yeah, write, write, box po- yeah. Yeah, write a poem about my genitals. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny words. What does that mean? I don't understand that. Because of his KFC reference. Oh, I'm not reading that. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> not timed well. <laughs> Poorly timed. Poorly timed. I didn't understand one of the texters' suggestion back to uh, KFC, but... Not on February 28th. Starting tomorrow, we can tell those jokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. We'll save it till tomorrow. We'll save it for March <laughs> when it's National Women's Month or something like that. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, genital uh, poetry uh, day will be our, our next one for the box. The box in the box. Life from a box. John, back in 2000, my IROC Camaro. Yeah, I get it. In 2000? Got, got stolen down here. I had a Polaroid of Jenna Jameson naked on my lap in it. Nice. Along with my tools for work, they found my car. All I could think about was that picture. <laughs> Everything in the car was gone. I found the picture under the seat. Hallelujah. Oh, it was there. <laughs> I never got my poetry back. My. It would be even worse if, like, years from now, our human brains have devolved into the mush that they're becoming. And... uh I die, and then somebody finds my poems, and they become legendary. Like something changes in society where that's beautiful language, and I'm the Shakespeare so it's posthumously. On walls. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful work. It's selling for millions of dollars, and I died before I ever knew that my box poems were incredible. John, help me out. I'm finding pictures right now. Are we talking Trapper Keeper? Yeah. Are we talking Mead Five Subject? That's what the are one. We talking five about? Subject. Mead the Five, five subject, subject. The Spiral One. I've got posters ready to go now, a $500 reward for anyone that finds a Homeburg box. <laughs> no, I don't want it what found. What part of town am I putting in a Muppet? Put it nowhere. I don't want it found. <laughs> I don't want people looking. I'm joking around. If you're in your attic right now looking for a five, 
uh, subject. No, it was the one that had the spiral, but it also had the serrated edge to make it look like it was normal paper. So you could turn yeah, it in. Yeah, you have without, to turn in a report. Without cutting the edges off. Yeah. Oh, this is terrible. And no, it was somebody emailed and said, I can't even imagine what box poachers would be like, Dr. Seuss. I would put my dick in your locks. <laughs> yeah. I would put my dick in your box. <laughs> I would not do that with a fox. All right. No, I was a little more advanced than that, although there were probably a few fox box rhymes. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, haunting. And I, I wonder what letters, because that lady found two full boxes of letters from Thomas to, uh, to McGee, and they only did the nice parts on the news. Two full letters, or two full boxes of his letters. Some of it had to get, like, risque. You know? Sure. For, even for the oh, 50s. Yeah. For, the, for the 50s at the time. He's not writing two full boxes worth of love letters to somebody he hasn't bounced on. Did they track these they, these people down? I mean, are they, oh, they both dead? The, the lady's what? trying. Okay. And that's what scares me is that her goal now is to make sure these letters get into the proper hands. And if the parents are dead, the last thing you want to read is about the dude that wasn't your dad who used to hose your mom in the 50s until he had to go to Korea. Yeah. Oh, man. It's terrifying. It was bad enough finding out that I'm named after my mom's ex-boyfriend. Uh, yeah, leave that old box up in the closet still. Yeah. yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't dust person. that box off. Don't wash that box. Uh, if I sat and really thought, I can't. I, I don't think I could ever recreate what I was writing because it was all some the feelings. John, all I'm getting Ugh. about this is how selfish you are. Somewhere out there, there's a notebook with that poor girl's name on it in a poetry. <laughs> That's true. Letters about her box. <laughs> That's true. It is sort of selfish for me not to consider the fact that it's all very descriptive about her box. And her, like me learning how to work a box because of her being so open and free. Oh, I tells you what. If you find it, burn it. Don't copy. Don't do anything. Just keep, laugh. Keep the stereo. Have, yeah, the stereo is yours. I think it was a pioneer. It's a nice stereo, but it was a, you know, took the guts. And also, the worst part is, is that the, the Jeep that they stole it from when they pulled everything out broke the dash. Like it, like it. Because maybe the harness that was yeah, in. The, oh, they just pulled the whole yeah. harness out and it just snapped the dad. They pulled it forward and they could have taken it out the back, but just blew it up. And for no reason at all, cut my top in half. Just left uh. it like a baked potato. It was down at the park, four flat tires in the thing. And I found it and I'm like, well, I, I, I just remember thinking this is the worst day ever. They had to get to that notebook. Yeah, they had to, they had to crack into that yeah. thing. And then they were laughing so hard that they're like, <laughs> let him have his car. This is sad. This is, we'll take this. The poor guy. And for whatever reason, they did. What if you found out it was her? Oh, it could have been. Did it. Oh, but she would have. Used, she immediately would have used that uh, work against me. Yeah, I guarantee you. She was writing Brian Adams songs. I mean, she's a plagiarist. At least my stuff was original. She plagiarized Brian Adams to try to win me over. Three years later, in the summer of '98, it was the summer of '98. <laughs> hey, you're stealing again. Oh, yeah. Nobody writes, oh, yeah, in a love letter. <laughs> so if you're writing love letters right now, I'm, a, I'm of the age that I can give sage advice. Don't. Don't write it. Don't give it to her. Don't text it. Don't, Don't do text anything. it. Yeah. Just keep it to yourself. And next time you see her, deliver those lines in person. If you're trying to win her back, just stop. Just get it out of the way and tweet it out. Don't do it, no. Or that, yeah. You want to make it totally public and embarrass yourself immediately. <laughs> Have you seen Eggleston's work already? Yes. That's pretty good. 
Got a notebook that, that says your box with the thing, and I'm sobbing. Where do you get a picture of me crying? <laughs> Jackass. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's, my body hurts. Thinking John, your that. Jeep went down to Mexico, and now they're using your poems to teach children English. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, oh, my Boxo. name is Santiago. You have a lovely box. It smells of bourbon and sugar. What? This little Mexican boy just said my box smells funny. No, no. I would not have sex with your box. I would not have sex with this fox. What's wrong with him? He learned English from my book. A weirdo book. Anyway, what are you going to do? Uh, Brett, uh, let's get a, let's get me out of this tragedy. Damn it. Now I'm hoping for nukes to just coat the earth and at least hit that notebook. <laughs> Wake Up Song brought to you guys by our friends over there at Action Ride Shop. Had their big uh, big pivot demo this weekend. Did you go? I did not, but ah. I, I went in on Friday and was talking to Josh about it. They are going to yeah. be doing another one for uh, Rocky Mountain. Oh, okay. So they're, they're going to keep doing this stuff. So cool. keep an eye on them on uh, Facebook as well as on Instagram and everything else. ActionRideShop.com, their website. Uh, a day to remember on there, Faith No More, Volbeat. Hollywood Undead, Prodigy, Slipknot, Highly Suspect, Queen, another one bites the dust for Welcome to Izzy. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, All right. That's uh, pretty good. Snot the box for your notebook. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> oh, We're doing snot the box. <laughs> I have not heard the box. Do that I was know the, that? Yeah, that, that was the one that song one? we played like, when oh, okay. that album was out back in. I don't in, remember song titles. In actually, really? back in 98 or something like that. That would have been right about the time she was uh, coming yeah. back with Brian Adams. I'll just, I've never typed in the word snot, the box lyrics. <laughs> Maybe. I think it's clean. Think, what if snot stole my notebook? Oh. And as I read the lyrics to the box, hey. I realize these are my words. It's plagiarized. <laughs> oh, no. Well. No? I don't think so. Okay. I, I, this doesn't look like my work. <laughs> oh, this is, this is sad. All right. Well, we'll see. Snot the box is the way to go. Uh, I also was downtown on Saturday and Sunday and noticed that, uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of Antonies down there this week. Oh, yeah. The Heritage uh, Square had a, a oh yeah, Italian festival. Out the Italian? Yeah, yeah. Italian yeah. festival downtown. Yeah. A lot of folks down there. You know, a lot of a lot of people in Impalas rolling around. Like, oh, oh, what's going on over here? Just tons of uh, tank tops walking around downtown, and I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, the Italian festivals over at Heritage Square. Just drifting around with gelatos, walking downtown. Sun's got a game. I don't care for that handball. I like myself some real sports, like boxing stuff. Back in the day when the Italians used to rule. We were the best. We were the best. Then we decided not to box anymore. Nobody has any answers for that. (laughs) We moved on. I mean, we used to control all the gambling with boxing. Then we stopped, and there were no more Italian champions. It was a weird kind of uh, timing. It's the craziest hoax in the history of sports. Every single weight class was an Italian champion. There was a guy named Primo who was the the heavyweight champion of the world. Rocky Marciano was the middleweight uh, champion of the world. Uh, all Italians, up and down it's the beautiful list. Beautiful thing. Up and down the list. And Joe Lewis taking phantom punches and laying down every time an Italian was in the ring. And like, geez, another wildly powerful Italian. So Joe is out of money. And then who does Joe go work for? The Italians opening doors at their casinos and stuff. Hey, hey Joe, you, you were a solid you were a solid heavyweight. What you're saying is, I took a dive every time you paid. Appreciate every, you laying down. Every single time. You will always have a job with us, Joe Lewis. Thank you very much. And then we're like, well, I need a job. You can open the doors. You're a door opener, Joe. <laughs> and sure enough, Joe stood at Caesar's Palace 
crashing hey. the doors for all the Italian. How are you doing? Oh, my God. It's the great Joe Lewis. He got his ass kicked by Primo Carnera. <laughs> remember that? I do remember that. Thank you. Welcome to Caesar's Palace. I do remember that. Primo, whooped your ass good, Joe. All right. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> so many Italian champions up until a point. Then they just stopped being in it. Once Primo the, was the lightest heavyweight champion at 135 yeah, 135 pounds. 135 took, pounds. Took the brown bomber out like nobody's business. <laughs> Lay down! That's all you heard. Didn't even punch him. <laughs> Lay down or I'm going to put you down. I got people watching you, Lewis. If I just lay down right now, just act like I hit you. Put on a show. Do the thing. I tell you to tap dance. Everybody call me an asshole. Just get on the ground. <laughs> Italian champions. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> boxing was boxing. That's exactly right. Back to boxes. All right. Yeah, but they were down there in full this weekend. And I mean, it must have been a good Italian festival because there were a lot of real Italian oh, I was Italian getting messages stuff. on yeah. Facebook all weekend. Yeah. Where yet? Where yet? No, yeah. It was How at the drag races. There? Oh, you went to the, yeah, yesterday? Went to, yeah. yeah. It was legit, though. I mean, there were a lot of Italians there. Most of the time, it's just Scottsdale housewives and like families. This was like Italian. Some of them might have uh, made it down to the drags because I did hear plenty of O's in the stand. Oh! oh I don't know. You go downtown <laughs> Saturday afternoon especially and there's traffic. I'm like, what's going on down here today? Oh, right. Oh, it's Guinea Gulch. Yeah, <laughs> Guinea Gulch made its appearance. The guy, oh, give me some of that and give me some of this and mom's gravy and all that. And then it just... But you got the gabagool. Russian. You want Pritzel? Walking around with all those tank tops. There's just sauce all over them. Ladies with black eyes. I knew it was Italians. Because I'm like, oh, okay, there's his wife. The one over there with the... She looks like she hadn't slept in months, but those are just two black eyes from not listening. Because the steak wasn't done properly. You've seen Raging Bull. Anyway, uh, let's do it. Uh, tribute to my notebook. It's not... I'm getting it. Me, you still don't have it? Give me 30, 30 seconds. Okay. Well, I'm trying to read the lyrics to this. I don't really know what this is about. wonder if they had a gravy parade on Saturday. The Italian festival. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, they brought out the gravy. <laughs> they were down there. It was loud. And then for like, you'd hear the music a little bit as you drove by. Heritage Square, that's a neat spot. I went to a wine thing there once, and I'm like, they need to do more stuff. They do it up here. nice. Yeah, it's really neat. And it's just kind of a, a forgot. Well, I'm sure Pizzeria Bianco was just had to be crushed. The moon. Again, it was nominated by like everybody. It's okay, but it's not my gravy. Yeah, you know? it's not like Mama's. Yeah. This ain't a pizza pie. And the cheese. I guess he's expanding to California. Yeah, he's, too. Uh, he's huge. Oprah launched him. He's still on like every list ever of best pizza in America. I mean, I thought it was good, it's but good. it was it wasn't worth two hours that we waited to get in that place. Well, that time we waited longer than that. Honestly, yeah. I've had better pizza. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, good, yeah. but it's not something that I would try. I mean, people travel here for it. Like they, they come do. from out of town to go to Pizzeria Bianco. It's good. I'm not blown away. And there's no way I'd wait. You told me 15 no. minutes. I'd be like, we'll go get pizza somewhere else. Yeah. It's not It's not that mind-blowing to me. It's good. But it's, I mean, it's our claim to fame. If you ask anybody who knows anything about coming to this city for food, that's the first thing on their list. It doesn't make any sense to me. I like the parlor better. The parlor's great on Camelback. Yeah, they pizza. Base yeah. pizza on Lincoln. Yeah, I base. love base pizza. Now, there's a ton of them. But and maybe because he's like the first that really got going with that style in town, at least here. I don't know. It's okay. Uh, anyway, it's back to my, my heart. Pulling on the heartstrings, my beautiful language. It's snot. The box for you, my love, my lady. <laughs> it's out of control now. 
You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.